How much water do you think you drink in a day, Reed? We've talked about this before, but like, what what do you think your over under is? It's it's always in panic. It's always like me realizing I haven't had water for a long time and chugging like two two full pint glasses of water immediately. Um, so we're at a quart. That's how much you. That's a that's two pints is a quart. Two pints is a quart. Four quarts is a gallon. Probably do like four of those. Like I want to be doing six or seven, but I think I do like four of those a, a day. Like again in sheer panic at different mm-hmm. points, and then like various activities can. I can't monitor what I'm drinking at the like when I go climb. I have no idea. I'm just drinking a lot of water. We're gonna find out how much you drink in your daily life because like oh I I drink a lot of water. I drink like at least a gallon a day, but. uh I think it'd be fun if we figured out your daily water usage. Would you be game for that? We, we've got a little calculator here. Sure. How many people are in your household? Two. Okay. How long is the average shower in your household? Under five minutes? Five to ten yeah. minutes? Eleven yeah, to fifteen f- minutes? Or over we're 15? fast showers. You're we're under quick. five. We're both, we're both quick, yeah. Good for you. You sort of have to be when you have roommates. Do you have low flow shower heads? Absolutely not. No. Okay. <laughs> I live in New York. I don't like we did. The water comes from the sky here. It's not like we're like sucking it out of the ground like where you live or in California. It just it it we're blessed with water on this coast. Do you take baths? For now. If so, no. <laughs> okay, no baths. Me neither. Even though I have a tub, which is nice because now I can wash my pants. How long do you leave your bathroom faucets running each day? I don't know how to quantify that. I'm guessing the middle option. Yeah, one of the five, middle two. Five to ten. Eleven to thirty reasonable. minutes is a really long time to have your your bathroom faucet running. I mean, like washing your hands, brushing your teeth. Yeah. Well, the the, the hand washing thing I feel like is now where we're at because it's like thirty seconds per time, and then there's two of us. We're probably washing our hands like at least yeah six times a day. So like that's done. I I mean it's probably honestly in that eleven to thirty, but we'll yeah. figure it out. Low flow sinks, no, that's uh, that's not happening. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, do you let it mellow? Sometimes. Sometimes. That's that's bold with a roommate. Uh, we have two bathrooms. Oh, there you go. There you go. Do you have low flow toilets? No, I've got the nope. jet ones. They scare people. <laughs> Man, that's good. You don't have to flush twice, like. How long do you leave the kitchen faucet running each day? Under five minutes, five to 20, 21 to 45, over 45. We have a dishwasher, so not that long. Uh, you're going to go under five. No, it's like five. To, I mean, I don't five know. To 20? Like they, let's make it back up with an underestimate on the other one. I was uh, counting those, to be honest. How do you wash your dishes? Old school dishwasher, water efficient uh, dishwasher. That one. Water yeah, efficient? Nice, like a new one. Yeah, they take for, it takes forever, but yeah, it's efficient. It's like the two and a half hour cycle. How do you do laundry? This is another one. How many uh, loads got, per week? We've got a, a washing machine in unit. Cold school or uh, water efficient? <laughs> it feels everything efficient because that shit takes forever. Oh. Like you can do like three t-shirts if you're dry. I just mostly hang dry my shit. <laughs> Okay, that's nice. Do you have a gray water system? No. No one no one knows what gray water is. I'm in an apartment building. Do you water a lawn or garden? Nope. A big ass lawn. 
No. Do you have a rain barrel? No, that they're illegal here in Colorado. Do you have a swimming pool? Nada. How many questions is this fucking thing? We're almost done. So far, you use 1,434 gallons per day. Per day? That's per year. Per day. Per day? Per day. Uh, you do not drive. So we can take that down to zero. You do not drive any... Let me calculate this. I don't think I can fill up 1,400-gallon jugs with the water I consume around that. That's so many, like... Like, that's like a Google interview question. How many gallon jugs could fit into this room? And it's, like, way more than 1,400. Like, deflated or not. Whatever, the like, the key thing is. I'm in New York, baby. You are in New York. <laughs> they bumped me up? How is that possible, just because of where I live? You use more. Where does your electricity come from? Uh, entirely from the utility, right? You got yeah, that Con Ed bill. How much do you shop? Shop for basics? Like to shop or shop till you drop? I went to Nepenthes last week. Yeah? Did you shop till you yeah, dropped? I bought, I bought some pants, because of course I did. Get Ask me if they have a button. They fucking don't. They don't have a button. <laughs> no. Great. You can fit more water. Do you Post recycle paper? World? Yeah. All paper? I use more I water now. Yeah, yeah you, I mean, not soiled paper. I work in my other job. I'm it's a recycling thing, and so I'm acutely aware of what I can and can't recycle. And so you I recycle that plastic. In the house. Yeah. I mean, some Bottles because we can't cans. recycle all here. Yeah. You can't hit all. We don't. We can't in New York. We can recycle one and two. That's three through seven. Seven's a myth. That's three through six. <laughs> like, like no seven. Like it's seriously just like we don't know what the fuck this is. Throw a seven on there. You donate or reuse old clothing, Te sheets, blankets, and towels. Yeah, I think so. I yeah, mean, I, I don't, think so. The, sheet, the sheets, blankets, and towels thing, I don't think I consider too much. I think it's just like you use a towel until you throw it away, is how I usually do it. But What is your diet? <laughs> Vegan, vegetarian, or meat eater? Drive that gallon count up, baby. Let's do it. Hey, how often do you eat meat? Not every day, once a day, I twice try to a do day, once a day. Yeah. I try to keep it once a day. That's my, that's my thing. That's, that's me too. How much money do you spend on dog and cat food each month? I have absolutely no idea. Like, just give me a number. Is his... He... $60? 15, 20, 25, 30. 30 no, higher than that. 40, 45. Like, did you that's say 60? Somewhere in there. That's That sounds good. All right. Drum roll. Uh, just, just give me my water footprint. I don't want to... We have to watch an ad? No, we don't have to watch an ad. I did this before. Feels like an ad's coming. Personal water footprint is 2,321 gallons per day. Your U.S. average is 1,802. That's how much water you use every day. Huh, where's it coming from? I, like I said, I live in New York. I don't care. Yeah. Like, there were, we're, we're dealing with far bigger issues on, like, the, the plastic front. I think the shopping one is where they ding you the most. Yeah, shop till you drop is, uh, they, it's like basically doubled it. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, I don't know if I, till I drop at this point, but like, I've got a lot of stuff in my closet, but mm -hmm. like, there's not a lot of room left, but, uh, I feel like that's probably accurate for my lifetime print. Yeah. 
See, that's uh, I got away with that one because I put just the basics because we know I do shop for just the basics. I got to say, though, like, and I, I have no idea how the science or methodology on this thing works. But like, if you're going to raise my footprint because I live in New York, when we have so much fucking water, what are we trying to talk about here? Considering that like the entire California like state of is running out. And I feel like if they use like 2000 gallons a day, that's a way bigger issue than if I do. And it's like, it rained so much last night. There was so there, there's so much water here. The, the grid, like the infrastructure is older in New York state than it is in other places or comparatively. Yeah, like, but we have so much water. Like, we don't, we, like, we don't ever, our reservoir tables are never, are never even a news item. No one's like, saying you like, don't, it's just saying you use it. But isn't that good? Like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like if California people were making use of the, the sand, the dirt that was, that was being created without the water, I'd be like, that's dope. They're making use with what they got. Like, you know, like, I feel like they're going to be asking us for water, in which case I'm like, yo, I can definitely cleave some of this off. I'm using thousands of gallons a day. I probably don't need it. 23, but 21, like, 2,321 gallons per day. What's wild is like a quarter of it's going in my body. Um, that's probably yeah. like the most startling statistic for me, but I will say, I just don't like, like, I kind of feel like Gerard Carmichael in that thing when, like in his special, when he talks about it, he like thinks about the magnitude of global warming. He's like, I just go take a shower for 40 minutes mm-hmm. and I'm not like a 40 minute shower guy, but yeah. I just sort of feel like if you're going to be like, if we're going to be talking about water consumption, I feel like we have to talk about like why we're talking about, like why it matters in that region, if that makes sense. Like I do understand that we shouldn't be consuming it because water is about to be a terrifying mm-hmm. commodity, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I feel like in the Northeast where it just like will be sunny at 3 p.m. And then at 4 p.m. It's like f- there's four inches of rain that has just fallen across the entire state. We'll, we'll be all right. And most of the, the water consumption that they're talking about, and I guess we're going to talk about later, is virtual water consumption of like what it, if you're like a, a pair of pants, I think is around like a thousand gallons of water. Yeah, that was that was what we would always talk like, see what the organic cotton teas, unfortunately, is like took a lot they use way more water like so much fucking more water it was like your one organic cotton t-shirt like was like half of lake powell mm-hmm. water wise <laughs> i was just like yeah. i hope you like that t-shirt because now we can see cars in lake powell was how i but like it does feel like the water consumption thing has always been nebulous to me because i'm like who's consuming it where like we have a lot of water and we're gonna have more because it's getting hotter your your tiny bit that you're enjoying uh, that one doesn't uh, that one you're all, you're cool with, but yeah, twenty three twenty one here in Colorado. I I took this earlier and I mine was ten eighty. Ten eighty. See, that's good. You guys don't have water in Colorado. You should be conserving. Welcome back to Blowout. It's me and Reed here today. Thank you for coming on that journey with us. Yeah. How's the weather out there, Reed? How's the weather in New York City today? So fucking hot. How's the weather for you? Oh, it's poison. It's it's terrible. It is. Oh, uh, you guys have some air quality issues, huh? Yes, we uh, for like the last three weeks, like maybe a week out of them, we've had the worst air quality in the world, and it's ninety-seven degrees here today. So it's, you don't want to be outside anyway. It's like a it's a win lose win whatever no yeah 
I went it's, on a run like on the worst air quality day that we had because I was just like, how bad is it? How bad could it be? And my dad like told me a thing of like, oh, the air is like bad, but the benefits that you get from exercising far outweigh anything that you would like damage yourself by breathing in the bad air. And I was like, oh, right. And then I went on that run and I like told him about it later and I was like, I don't feel good. And he was like, no, I said the opposite, you idiot. Like I said that it was... <laughs> you need to like not run when the air is like that it will actually hurt you and i was like oh i just heard what i wanted to and i ran 10 miles in like you know the worst air in the world in salt lake where uh, i like salt lake is like they're not much better than us it's been miserable for like 30 years so like when i went to school i went to college at university of utah which sits like all the way on the east side in the foothills like so you're kind of above like you're just higher than the rest of the city Mm-hmm. So you can see down onto it and you'd like look out your window some days and you just couldn't see anything below like 13th East. Like it was just like anything kind of low. Cause the, what I like too is like, I would always read about smog and I'd be like, damn, that looks like smog. And they'd be like, no, that's the inversion. And I'd be like, no, but like, I feel like that's like it's smog gone. telling me that it's the inversion to make me not, a, not afraid of it. And they'd be like, no, it's the inversion. And then, like, the air reports would come out, and I'd be like, that's fucking smog. That's smog yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, it's the same. It's been this, like, gray, hellacious soup where, like, you look up at the sky, and there's this, like, angry red LED where the sun should be. Um, it's miserable. I bought an air purifier, and I hate it. I hate looking at it and it reminding me of uh, how bad the air is. Is it one of the nice ones that tells you how much shit it's zapping? No. I, 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 I couldn't go for that one. I got one that's just, like, a fan with a HEPA filter. And that that's basically it. I, I feel like I should have gotten this the 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 zapping one because that one would like turn itself on and off uh when necessary. This one is just is just on all the time. My my Dyson fan that you cruelly made me shut down for this uh has one of those as well in there. So just pure. Well, I'm glad your air is pure. I'm glad that you you have good clean it's not, air and it's you It's not. Will. I I do plenty of things to to impurify it. Yeah. Yeah, that that news combined with the release of the UN climate report this week that says like no matter what we're probably going to hit one and a half degrees Celsius like temperature increase by 2040, and could hit as much as like four degrees with 80 foot sea level rising by the end of the uh, the end of the century. You know, made me start thinking again about what we can do to limit our contribution to that number. Well, at, at least with like clothing and apparel related habits. And what's cool about this podcast in particular is it's going to be about 35 more seconds because what we can do <laughs> is policy. <laughs> policy gets us out of this mess. End of end of argument. Uh. There are some things, though, like, you know, the, the personal leads to policy. I agree with you. These are all systemic problems. And I've got a whole thing at the end about, you know, the 71% of emissions are by the top 100 companies, but... We are all ultimately in consumers, even actually, if our decisions aren't necessarily our own at a certain level. I need to correct that record because the uh, did it get did it get worse? It's so it's ninety it's ninety percent uh, come from a hundred companies, fifty percent come from twenty, um, which is pretty insane. Yeah, it's 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 pretty bad. Like it's it's really like you can you can just basically draw a straight line. Between and like the companies that are are there just for for whatever context are also really fun. So it's like uh, major 
historical villains like I guess like Exxon and Dow and Saudi Aramco and, and shit like that. But then also you have like your Black Rocks and your JP Morgan Chase. Uh Citigroup is in there. Uh yeah, there's it's like it's a who's who of of names you see on the corner yeah, on the corner of every city in America. Um they are the ones who primarily invest in it. So that's super fun as well. You don't have to necessarily give them your money or you don't have to like, I don't know, personally you can you can cut down on your your footprint a little bit. I'm trying not to be completely blackpilled about this, and discussing some active things that people can do that will maybe lead to policy. So today, I'm gonna talk a, a little bit about uh, what you can do with your clothing habits that will not only save you uh, money but also hopefully help the environment and save my eyes from burning when I go outside, and maybe your house from being underwater. Ready, Reed? Uh, born ready. When people talk about climate change villains, as you mentioned, you know, the first ones that come to mind are things like oil companies and like maybe big agriculture, which you're not wrong. They are the biggest contributors, but the fashion industry currently produces about 10% of all global carbon emissions. And it's estimated that it could get as high as 25% by 2050 because apparel production is almost completely unregulated. And happens in countries with very, very lax uh, emissions laws. Um, but thinking of like, where is that coming from exactly? There's multiple parts to it. Like there's production where it takes around 100 gallons of water to grow a single pound of cotton. And it takes like three pounds of cotton to make a pair of jeans. Like there's energy to spin it and weave it, even more water and energy to dye it. And pretty much all of that, again, if it's going to be washed or distressed and made less useful by uh, going through that process. So, like, uh, as I said before, it's like a thousand gallons of water to produce a finished pair of jeans. And then there's transportation, which, as we have discussed to exhaustion, like, most clothing isn't produced in the same places it's consumed. Like, in the United States, it's like 2% of clothing here is made here. Um, so, like, a t-shirt or pair of sneakers that is, like, made in Colombo or Karachi or Bangladesh has to travel on a container ship, like, halfway around the world until it hits a mall shelf or a fulfillment center. And even more so, like, a lot of the cotton that's grown in the United States, like, gets shipped halfway around the world only to come back and get used again. And it also has to be packaged for every step of that way along the, uh, trans like the supply chain because oh, yeah. you don't want dirty clothes. Single-use plastics. Mylar bags, baby. SUPs. Uh, and then finally, you got the end consumer, which Levi's estimates that 40% of the environmental impact a pair of their jeans is, uh, like has is after they're purchased via washing and disposal. So either like it going into a landfill or it running through the washing machine a bunch. That does sound like an estimate that the company who's making the jeans would, would come up with, I must say, being like, hey, look, 60% of it is on us. But 40% is you just wearing them, just existing mm -hmm. in the pants. I mean, we already know that Levi's is in control of their own, their own destiny and their own marketing uh, that we've, we've discussed ad nauseum as well. So, yeah, I think it is, is very fair to take that number with a grain of salt. Uh, uh, also, the average American throws away around 65 pounds of clothing per year, which if that's just like cotton, raw cotton, that's 6,500 gallons of water. Uh, just going down the drain, or not even down the drain, it's like getting buried underground. And uh, as you said, consumer purchases account for about half of the plastic waste in the world. Um, 
So a lot of room for improvement, but uh, where exactly do we start? Cover that after a quick break, where we'll tell you to buy some stuff from our shop. <laughs> we live in a fast-paced world. Sometimes, you just need to slow down and stop. Heddles Plus, the new membership program of exclusive content, giveaways, discounts, and a community chat forum. Try a month free with the code extra blowout. Like we're dealing with like, I just want, like we're dealing with an 80 foot wall of water approaching our shores <laughs> and we're like, y'all like, but like wash them less. The clothes we mean, mm-hmm. the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been no. a dark week. Both, oh my like, God. Because I- they can't see the sun here. And that UN report and like COVID backsliding, it's 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 been uh, it's been rough. So we know things are bad, but what's something <laughs> that at least a little bit we can do to make them better? Uh, so got some things here that you can be the judge of whether they're going to to, to help or not after being uh, you know far more ingratiated in this stuff than I am. But I think like the most important thing, like if you take anything away from this, is just buy used. Like, buy used clothing that's much better in pretty much every way. Um, is it, like, stops the price signal and, like, supply and demand. Is like, if you buy a pair of Red Wing boots, you are telling Red Wing, like, hey, great job, make another pair of these. But if you buy them from someone else that already bought them, it sort of stops that life cycle. Uh and you're also saving them for potentially being disposed. Used stuff doesn't have like the same plastic or packaging or shipping associated with it as new stuff because you're generally buying that like within your locality. And unless you're buying AAA vintage, it's way cheaper. And things are also more unique and interesting. So buy used, if possible. Except for like socks and underwear. I don't buy those used. Yeah, I got I got no qualms with buying used. Like it. It's not like, again, like we're not dealing with like a fully circular system in that situation. Um, Like there is, there is an end cycle to that ultimately, but like that is, yeah, like, I mean, it is, it's such like a, it, that is, that is a very good thing or, and also if you buy new support, the companies that are trying to do better things. Yeah. So, and getting on to buying new, like if you're, going to buy new like i would recommend buying stuff that's like actually new and not been pre-distressed and washed down to the point where like you're trying to get the maximum utility value of like what you bought of like how many wares can you get out of this like how much like use are you going to put to all that energy that was put into the cotton and all that resources um and so, like, buying something distressed is, like, when in distressing, like, as I said, when I, I visited places where they've, like, washed down and beat to shit these jeans, and that uses as much energy and water again as it just took to make them. Um, so, like, distressed jeans or, like, the, the Golden Goose, those were the, the, the pre-distressed sneakers, right? Like, it takes even more resources to make them even less useful. Just also don't, like, as Golden Gooses are tough. <laughs> Golden geese? Or do we call them golden geese? Golden if guy. They're... Yeah. I feel like those like those always blew my mind because I'm just like if you just like if you wear your new shoes on the subway and then go to one like single one bar uh in like one of five neighborhoods in this town like you 
you have golden you have golden geese on your feet. Mm-hmm. You just need a, a piece of duct tape, and you're you're good. No, that actually that will end up on your shoes in the scenario I described. Like sometimes it'll be also stuck to like something else, but like it really like it's all encompassing. I've all, I've always been like that's just a night out. I don't understand. Yeah, why you got to pay five hundred dollars for that? I mean, they always go on sale, so people are only paying like one seventy. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and beyond that, the the chemicals and heavy metals that are often used to destroy garments are really polluting and unhealthy for the environment and the people that have to use them to break down these clothes. Um, So yeah, you just like wear things or like buy things that are designed to last and like have a break-in period. Or like the things that we advocate, like raw denim, welted footwear, uh, that will last to justify the considerable resource input that is required to actually make them. Um, then we got buying things locally like locally produced if possible because I know that's like really fucking hard when only 2% of the clothing that we like consume here is made here but things like I have a think about Raleigh denim is like before the closure of the white oak plant a pair of jeans from Raleigh denim was entirely produced in North Carolina from like cotton to the weaving to the dyeing to the sewing and like yeah. It, it it just basically stayed in that entire locality. And that's no transportation in comparison to a pair that might have had the cotton grown like in Texas and then have it like spun and woven in Turkey and cut and sewn in Bangladesh, washed and finished like in China, and then sent all the way back to the United States to be sold. Real uh, sister to the traveling pants just to just to get one pair of jeans, huh? Very much, very much, because, like, I don't know, like, globalization doesn't necessarily mean more efficient, it just means cheaper. Um, and when you, like, the efficiencies that are gained and sort of cheaper, like, the the corners being cut are just things that maybe don't end up on a balance sheet, but they do affect everybody that's along the way, just the people responsible and profiting for it from it aren't the ones footing the bill. Uh... And then we got one that might be a little bit controversial with you. We got laundry habits. These are some laundry habits that uh, I do. You, you wash less frequently. So, like, aside from socks and underwear, which I do agree, one, one use, one wash. Like, I wash jeans maybe every six weeks and shirts maybe every, like, five to ten times I wear them, depending on how hot it is. T-shirts or, like, button-downs? Button-downs. T-shirts, you can maybe get two if you're lucky. That's, that's pushing it. No, I, mean, I don't disagree. I think like the hard six weeks is, I, mean, I don't wear any pair of pants every day. That's just like not my, not my speed. Mm-hmm. Um, like I switch it up. So um, I might go longer than that on a pair of pants. I might wear them once in a week or once in, in two yeah. weeks. And it's like, I always like when I used to work on the floor and people would be asking me if they should like boil their jeans or stick them in the oven or whatever <laughs> just be like just like if they're like if they're dirty like if you soil, like if they're soiled them. and i guess like the caveat i would make is if you're like a jeans in hot climate kind of person i have no idea what you're cooking up around the waistline so it's like if you're if you're consistently sitting in a puddle of your own making like just what like that's when you i feel like should wash your jeans maybe a little bit more frequently like it's mm-hmm. just like that's I mean, but that seems to me like basic hygiene. Like, I could be wrong, but uh, it's the benefit of shorts in the in the summertime. You get a little bit of a little bit of ventilation. I'll show but, you a basic hygiene. But yeah, no, like I think I think those are all good. Like I used to always say, it's like, does it 
like I know it's like dumb, but it's like, is it dirty and does it stink? Because like if yeah. the answer is no to both of those questions, then like you're wasting water by washing it. Mm. And when I say six weeks, that means like I've worn them like maybe 40 times in those six weeks. Yeah, no, I figured you were at a 42 out of 42 yeah. on the six week scale. And that's why I was like, I, I'm yeah. a little different in that at situation. Your ratio would maybe be like six months. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd probably wash them more frequently just because, like, A, I live in New York and I'm just, like, around yeah. all the time. Like, I feel like, like, one of the people are like, why don't you sit on the subway? And I'm like, I don't like washing my pants that much. And I feel like if I was constantly sitting on the subway, that's, like, that is good. Like, if people are like, I sit on the subway every day, it's like, eh, you might, if you're going to go sit on your bed afterwards, like, yeah, maybe, I have no maybe. idea. I've seen some shit on that subway. Like, literal shit. Um, actual pieces. Never but trust the empty car when it pulls into the station. The half filled is the worst because it's yeah. just like, you know that something weird is going on on the other half, but it's too crowded elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So they, it's like people are just biting the, biting the bullet on that one. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I think that's like, I mean, your, your gene thing, I think is your, is your own choice. I don't know if it's a disagreement. It's just like Godspeed, good soldier. But like everything else I completely agree with. Like even t-shirts, like if you can get two or three out of it and it's like, you're not spilling or yeah, you're not, you're not sweating, sweating through the through pits it. or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm not yeah. going to judge you. One is uh, natural laundry detergents. This is a thing that I have a bit of a conflict of interest because you know what's a natural laundry detergent is Heddle's Denim Wash. It's made of soap nuts. And uh, supermarket detergents like Tide and All and Gain and other those like monosyllabic uh, Procter & Gamble guys, they're made of phosphorus, minerals, and petrochemicals that then go into the natural water supply and have to be filtered out before we can drink it again. And it's, it's difficult on there. Also, not to undercut our own thing, but they, Tide does do a, I think it's called like free and clear or some shit where it's just like it's essentially just a natural it's 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 not bad oh yeah yeah i'm not gonna get down on all the other ones is like things like dr bronner's or like the seventh generation or those other ones are are also not nearly as harmful as the the goopy guys um and another one that uh is a little bit difficult for me this week but air drying clothes uh you said that you do that too you got a drying rack yeah, I mean, I also just make good use of a shower, like a sh shower hanging rod, and then I've got outdoor space too. That if I'm like actually like doing some like serious drying, then I, I've got a line out there that I can string up. But like, same. I mean, I just yeah. It's not like everything. Like, I mean, I drive. Actually, I don't. I take that back. I hang dry some t-shirts just because it's like I don't want to beat the shit out of them. Um, it's not even a shrink thing. I buy everything huge. It's not precise. It's mm -hmm. not precision is not my is not my forte. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think air drying, it's like I, I understand needing something for that evening if you've got like an in-home unit. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if not, like just hang some shit up. It'll be easy. Yeah, I promise. And it's, it's way less hard on your clothes, too, because like dryer lint is your clothes disintegrating. Yeah. And like, think about uh, it's like a crock pot. You know, it's like 12 hours later, your shit's done. It's fine. Yeah. You, you, you're already wearing clothes probably when you put it on the line. Yeah, you, you can, you can stretch it. And uh, next one, I got repair things when they do break. So This I disagree with. I think you should just toss them. Get them the fuck out of I'm kidding. <laughs> Read. Frighten no, me there for a moment. Of course you should repair them. That's great. Yeah. 
It's the thing that like there's a lot of planned obsolescence, especially in stuff that has like stretch that's like really difficult to repair. But like for me, when I like buy stuff, I specifically look for things mostly with natural materials because even though it's like less sturdy and less strong uh, at first, like cotton, linen, wool, things like that, like I can know I can repair that on my home sewing machine, which I can't if it's like a Gore-Tex thing or it's like it's polyester I can repair too. Um, and there's less petrochemicals in that. But like, if you have something that has a single point of failure, like destroys the garment, like what use is it? Um, yeah. And you have to like care enough to want to repair something and like feel the, the desire to want to repair it and make the effort rather than just replace it with shiny and new. It's a sentimentality that's hard to foster with like $14 H and M jeans. Very, very much. Very much. So things that break in. And then uh, the final thing I got here, which is a little bit controversial or like sort of goes against, I don't know, the way that I was raised of like, don't donate your stuff, resell your stuff. Is like the higher price that you can sell for your stuff for, um, it like gets it in the hands of someone that will appreciate it and keep the value up of it and keep it alive. So like if you have a pair of iron hearts or whatever you don't want, uh, you you put it on eBay, you're more likely dissuading someone else from buying a new pair because someone that could have bought like a new pair is going to buy your used pair. And even if you have to put it at like a bargain basement price, someone is going to be excited about that shit. I promise you. Like someone is out there being like, I don't care how thrashed these iron hearts are. I can get them for $60 or whatever. You know, like it's like someone will be real. Like even if you think it's like, yeah, I feel like even if you got to give someone a deal, like that's tight, give them a deal. Yeah, like, it's uh, a thing you should not feel bad about selling your clothes instead of donating them. I knew a dude who sold his uh, Tom Sachs Mars Yard V1s for like, I think he sold them, ended up like he wore through those things, like holes in the soles and shit. Um, and he sold them for like 1400 to some dude who had always was like, I'm never going to be able to find them that cheap and was thrilled. And I'd, I know it's insane. Sneaker culture is like truly bad shit. So just like disregard that. But someone was like actually excited to get holy shoes, not like within. E, right? There's an E mm-hmm. between the L and the it line. It sounds like, like there's both. Like, I mean, this sounds like it was a grail to him too. Yeah, it's like, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's like people, people are more interested in, especially if you like to, like, if you take care and consideration with what you buy, people are going usually to be interested in, mm-hmm. in those things. It's like, you might not be able to get retail. And it's like, if you're trying to get half retail, even like, remember that like essence is currently on sale still, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you, people can get new shit for cheap. Like that's not necessarily like you're not, unless it's a hyped out or super coveted item, you're not going to get what you paid for it, but that shouldn't be the point either. Yeah. Like bring people into the nice, the nice denim sphere by getting them into a pair of nice jeans at a lower yeah, price that they, they can possibly afford. And like Rob had a real deep dive on like what happens to clothes after you donate them. So you just like drop it all off at Goodwill. And at least half of that stuff ends up in a landfill. Yeah. Like, TLDR, it ends up in a bin or a landfill. Yeah. Or and it people goes buy to it by the pound. Or it goes to some other developing country where it floods their market and like fucks up their economy. The, uh, the only thing I'd add here on environmental impact probably is that going back to the natural thing, uh, natural fibers, uh, when you wash like any kind of poly, any synthetic, that shit sheds, like David was saying, dryer lint is stuff breaking down. Um, but in the wash, it sheds, that stuff goes into the waterways and then it becomes microplastics, which are being found in people like all over mm-hmm. the fucking world. 
They're being found on the tops of mountains. They're being found. There was a fucking, there was a situation somewhere in, I want to say Northern Africa, where they found a block of like 400 plastic bags in the shape of a camel stomach. And they looked closer and there was just bones around that thing. And they were like, yeah, this thing's entire stomach was filled with plastic bags. So, uh, but yeah, my plastics make it everywhere. If you want to not contribute to that in any capacity, don't buy clothes with plastic in them, which mm-hmm. like 50% of all ASOS and Boohoo products are a hundred percent virgin plastic. So that's tight. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's going to shed shit into the water. Even if it's like recycled poly fleece or whatever, like that is still going to shed. It's better because it's recycled. That's dope. But like, it's not doing anything to prevent it from going in the waterways. And then they sell like another plastic bag that you can put your plastic clothes in when they wash so the plastic doesn't come off of your plastic clothes through the plastic bag to the the water. And microplastic studies are so expensive and so fucking hard to do that I have such doubts that those bags have been put through the rigorous test to see if they actually stop pieces of plastic that are like literally microscopic. Yeah, I agree. It seems like a crock. So like, just don't buy plastic clothes. Yeah. So... That's the end, end rant. Yeah. So those are those are my my uh, heddles blowout tips. Um, uh, wanted to revisit here, I guess, at the end because I, I do have a thing on individual impact and feeling like, as you said, the, the like real struggle between like, is it useful to even do anything uh, when you're in the face of all these other polluters that are just like going to far outstrip any benefit you possibly can. Um, yeah, advocating for any changes in personal behavior to address it can feel like a literal, like, microplastic drop in an ocean. Um, so yeah, like, my counter to that would be that companies creating all these emissions are ultimately doing it, like, for end consumers, for their own personal enrichment. And personal changes like this may ultimately have little effect on their bottom line, but is necessary in the push for regulation that can have systemic effects. Because, like, if no one's asking for it, no one's doing anything. I I feel like policy is much slower to follow. And we exist in a system designed for us to consume as much as we possibly can. And often we don't really have a choice about it. But, you know, the things that we discussed above are things that you do have a choice in doing. And like, hopefully to change your own habits and like advocate for the people that are close to you to be able to do. Um, yeah. And I know I've been like a somewhat of a Debbie downer. Um, I spent a lot of time right now, spent a lot of time with that climate report out there, folks, uh, this week in particular, because it came out this week, but I do think that like, so like the customer is always right is a mantra that you hear all the time and it is used completely incorrectly because they use it in regards to service workers. The customer is fucking barely ever right in regards to the people they're speaking to on the floor. Like just straight up, they don't know. It's like, you don't know more than the person Chipotle making your burrito about Chipotle, just straight, like you don't. Mm-hmm. But um, that was that was like said in regards to the customers always right about the, about the product, right? Like if you make a bad product and the customers or make a product, the customers don't buy it, they were right, is what that was designed to say. And it's mm-hmm. like, if you don't buy the ASOS and Boohoo bullshit, then, you know, they I mean, obviously obvious... stop making it. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the idea, right? Like they've essentially done it with, with vehicles in a, in a large capacity where like, you know, they're, we're not buying as much gasoline. Like we're just not electric cars and, and hybrids are 
are catching on in a big way. And so now all those fossil fuel companies have converted to making plastic, which is going in our clothing. And you can still choose not to buy that too. Reed, what's our email? Any questions, comments, concerns? Blowout at heddles.com. Thank you. Yeah, if you are uh, even more of a black pill doomer than we are or not, uh, our voicemail is 720-675-7098. Let us know what you do with your clothes or if you don't do anything. That's also neat. Um, but best of luck out there. And as per usual, 10% off at the Heddle Shop with the code BLOWOUT. We don't have any plastic clothes. And uh, we will catch you next time.